0: Five thirty-one
1: the sterling work of Samoa's National Kidney Foundation could help stem the tide of a dangerous epidemic in the island nation. The University of Otago Research has shown chronic kidney disease, or CKD as it is known, is recognized as Samoa's fourth major cause of death, placing a heavy burden on the Samoan people and its health budget. The National Kidney Foundation of Samoa, NKFS, has provided a largely government-funded hemodialysis service in the country since 2005 but demand for treatment has risen rapidly in recent years that research published this month in lancet regional health has seen university of otago pacific research fellow dr malama Tafunai, study the data collected from the nkfs since its inception dr Tafunai is an otago trained gp who usually resides in samoa but is currently Based in Dunedin, completing a PhD under the supervision of Professor Rob Walker and Associate Professor La Sopoanga, with the Department of Medicine and the Centre for Pacific Health, Dr Malama Tafunai, along with Late Tuwala, Dr Ben Mantelavere, Clinical Director and Medical Officer at the National Kidney Foundation of Samoa, joins us now on Pacific Breakfast for more. Late Dr Malama.
0: Uh, Warm Pacific greetings from Apia, and uh, we'd love to be uh, um, in your program this morning. Malo, let
1: me, if I can just start with you, if you can give us an overview of the National Kidney Foundation of Samoa and the work that you do there.
0: Yeah, thank you, to Lili. Uh, we all know, it started, uh, uh, the government set it up in the year 2005 under a uh, an Act of Parliament. And this is in response to the um, uh, patients that were sent over to Auckland to be dialyzed. And uh, of the six patients that were dialyzed during that time, it cost the government $5 million in we decided to set up uh, a a centre here to uh, cater for those uh, patients and, of course, for the uh, increasing number of uh, our our patients here with uh, end-stage kidney failure uh, needing dialysis. So that's how it all started. Uh, And with the assistance of the Singapore Kidney Foundation at the time, and uh, three years later uh, they were phased out and uh, since uh, then we have been uh, running it ourselves uh, in our uh, country uh, with assistance of course from uh, the international uh, community uh, of kidney doctors uh, and a a nephrologist from Auckland uh, uh, Dr David Voss Uh, he assists us uh, on a regular basis and oversee the actual um, specialist uh, help that is needed. And together with uh, the dialysis, um, the actual process, we need uh, what we call vascular access. And uh, that requires a surgeon to create a fistula or you know the pipes that we put needles in. And we have been most fortunate to get assistance from Australia uh, some surgeons there in Brisbane, they've been coming for about 10 years to put uh, these things uh, so that we can uh, dialyze our patients safely. So it's been growing for many, uh, 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 by uh, many numbers now. We started off with six, but we now currently have uh, more than 150, and it's still growing. Uh, so at this point, and um, we are doing all the best we could with the resources that is available to make sure that we are delivering a, a, a safe service.
1: Hmm. And when we talk about the chronic disease, uh, kidney disease, or CKD, as it's referred to, on average, I mean, how many cases uh, per year since 2005 are we talking about? Yeah, and, and in terms of the current total number of salmon's needing a dialysis uh, later, on.
0: The CKD, as we all know, is a uh, universal problem, Uh, meaning uh, uh, the uh, permanent uh, damage to the kidneys is a far bigger problem than what we are seeing. And per population, uh, 11% of the population, adult population, will have uh, CKD, chronic kidney disease, in its various stages. Now, what we mean by that, if we translate that in our population, that will be in the tens of thousands of people. However, the actual end stage uh, form of the disease needing dialysis, is a, a smaller uh, population uh, of people. And as I said, there's 150, uh, just over 150 of them are on our uh, dialysis uh, program at the moment. Now, that's not to say that's the only uh, uh, people with uh, end-stage kidney failure. There's a lot more, but uh, uh, as we uh, know, uh, a lot more people do not accept this type mm-hmm. of treatment and they will die naturally um, of, uh, from end-stage kidney failure. And the ones that uh, we have tried on, not all of them will survive it. As uh, the study uh, showed that uh, a fair proportion of our loved ones will not uh, uh, live longer than the 12 months of treatment. And um, you know, that uh, data and, and those figures needs to be looked at uh, a bit more carefully because of the uh, number of reasons why our uh, people uh, will not survive dialysis for uh, more than a year, the, uh, about 30% of them. Now that's quite a, a, a huge number. But those reasons, uh, it's uh, you know uh, we we need to look at and try and improve on that. So it's a big big demand and big need for the service. But for those who need it, as I said, not all of uh, our people would want such uh, treatment. It's not a uh, you know a walk in the parks, uh, so to speak. It comes with all the you know it's uh, uh, you know uh, complications and things. So, uh, but it's very 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 useful for those uh, uh who are uh, accepting it in a timely manner and uh, much less suffering if you uh have uh, uh well, if you have been uh, well prepared for it what i mean is is a lot of uh, education to go around preparing yourself for dialysis is not uh, a treatment that you just go there and lie down on the bed and let other people do it for you it's more like uh, something that you should be actively uh participate in it in all uh with all of its uh uh, recommendations you know especially around the diet and the amount of fluid that you should take during the the day and uh uh, you know controlling your blood pressure and taking your medications and and all the rest of it It, is quite a complex sort of a a treatment uh, regime Mm. Uh, Dr. Malava,
1: if I can just bring you in, um, can we talk about the the partnership with the uh, National Kidney Foundation of Samoa? Can you tell us how that came about from one
2: Can I ask you to to clarify which partnership? If you if you mean um, my relationship with the National Kidney Foundation, um, I actually used to be the clinical director um, <coughs> there as well. Um, and so what what I've done is is taken time off from there, and, and Le Tuales moved into that position to actually invest in research uh, because of the, the trends and patterns we saw in our clinical work while working there in Samoa
1: hmm. So with the, the the studies that you currently, um, you know the main takeaways uh, from the, the data that you gathered from the NK, uh, from the National Kidney Foundation of Samoa uh, for someone that are looking at that data and looking at ways to sort of help support uh, the current uh, condition as was shared by Leituola, what would be their main takeaways uh, from that data collected?
2: Sure. Um, so, really, there, there, there's a lot of things we've learned just from this this preliminary study. This, this is actually a, a small part of the biggest study that we're actually doing um, uh, for National Kidney Foundation. And, and I, I can just out of the, 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 the many learning uh, things we, we got out of this study, the two main things, I think, were uh, the fact that um, two-thirds of our people starting dialysis uh, uh, have developed end-stage kidney disease secondary to diabetes, and and this is really important because diabetes is, is preventable, so really Two thirds of the, the hemodialysis that we're um, delivering in Samoa is preventable. So we could do something about that. And so that's that's probably take home message number one for us. Uh, take home number two would, would be the survival of our patients on hemodialysis. Only 33% um, of our Samoans. Um, who go on dialysis in Samoa survive 12 months compared to Pacific peoples here that start dialysis. It's it's only 10% compared to the two thirds or 33% in Samoa. And so we wanna try and understand why aren't our people surviving longer? And so we we need to, like uh, Leitoala said, look closely at, um, I guess, when we're starting dialysis, what we're doing in those initial stages, um, how we're engaging with our our people to to have them as um, active participants in this process.
1: In terms of our people listening in that maybe, uh, you know, we we hear uh, kidney conditions around for a long time, but a lot of us, like diabetes, we still have a lot to learn in terms of the causes. Uh, What would be, you know, in in layman terms for those of us that are not in in the uh, medical profession, what are some of the causes that contribute to, um, to build above kidney conditions within the body?
2: Yes, yeah, so, so I think that the big things that we're seeing are, are these preventable causes, and, and it's the these risk factors of diabetes and high blood pressure, and, and these tie back down to our diets and our lifestyles, really, really basic, and and so um, one of the things that we want to try and understand is, is this disconnect that we have between, you know, the way we eat, the way we're living, and then the development of these diseases. So, um, in, in a nutshell, it would be looking at um, our lifestyles and our diets, and and how we can, um, I guess, engage a bit um, healthier uh, in that space.
1: Lady um, Juana, if I can just ask you this, um, you know. At the end of the day, you you spoke about Samoa, how um, the treatment is available, but uh, our people sometimes tend to just um, see the pain as part of the, it's like the timing for them to, you know, to now sort of be done with life and kind of move on as it is. What would be your uh, hope in terms of our people, awareness of these facilities that are available in Samoa and the percentage of them to want to choose to go through the dialysis system? and make use of these resources that are now uh, within the capacity of your service and and the doctors in
0: Lily, It's a a real uh, uh, sort of privilege to uh, be able to work uh, with our people, trying to explain concepts and uh, um, diseases that is quite foreign uh, to us. Uh, As you all know, the point of contact with the health system in Samoa, probably with uh, more specific islands is uh, when you go and uh, see a uh, doctor at the hospital, and uh, in Apia we can also see a private doctor. With the health system, uh, what I mean by that is government-designed systems so that the uh, public can uh, seek help uh, from a professional health uh, provider but before we get to that point someone's really uh, see that person uh, uh, further down the line they will rather see uh, a traditional healer or somebody in the village who may be able to help with all sorts of uh ailments and diseases and that's not a fault of of, of ours there's our belief for for hundreds of years it's uh to do with uh, our traditions and our cultures and how we believe disease uh, processes now it may have worked it may have worked with uh the one the diseases back in the day you know uh, they they uh, we did not have uh diabetes and high blood pressure back in the day So trying to address these issues with traditional uh, methods is just uh, not working. And they seek help quite late uh, in the process. So uh, with that, uh, we use a term called uh, health uh, uh, literate. You know, how understanding our people are in, in terms of modern medical terms and Uh, understanding disease process, we are nowhere near uh, that level that we uh, can uh, get the benefit of the uh, modern uh, medicine that is on offer. So uh, although with with respect, I do believe in in traditional healing and traditional healers in some other uh, health uh, issues. Well, in most health issues, but when it comes to lifestyle diseases like uh, diabetes and high blood pressure, we, we have to seek uh, help from um, professionals who uh, have been trained to deal with these things, although we can still retain our beliefs in our uh, traditional um, uh, uh, ways of dealing with diseases. Because, you know, I believe the, the, the mind and the beliefs in, spiritual healing is is a real thing and you know i i do believe it can go together with modern methods it, it should go together because uh, we cannot uh, separate the two in the belief of our our people and when we say lifestyle diseases it it means lifestyle diseases in samoa and i'm sure will be the same in in uh, most Pacific islands, we, we are moving away from our traditional diet, from our plant-based diet and what we grow in the, in the land and what we get from the sea. And we are uh, relying more on what's imported, like canned food, processed food. So And it's cheaper and it's accessible uh, at the moment. The second thing is we rely more on the car there's so many cars and, you know, wherever you go, you hop in the car, you know. So just a uh, shift back uh, maybe 30, 40 years ago, we did not have this many processed food, uh, easy to access, uh, cigarette uh, smoking and alcohol. We didn't have the access back then. And we didn't have uh, many uh, vehicles or so cars. So we, we were using a lot of our energy walking and uh, do manual work and uh, we were more plant-based diet and uh, in the traditional way of getting the food, I would like to, to advise we go back to it. And it, I think it's cheaper and it's sustainable uh, rather than spending all of your money in processed food and you know, frozen goods and things. It's not good. That's what we mean by this lifestyle. And uh, if we cannot address that, we will not really get anywhere so we've we got to go back to uh that that diet and get our bodies moved manual uh things you know we've got to spend the energy because otherwise we're just piling on the weight and uh it's not good at all
1: it's what they call the cost of convenience uh later well as you were saying you know uh, but uh definitely a very good point for our community there uh dr malama um in terms of the diaspora, you know, you 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 worked and lived and being a big part of both uh, the NKFS in Samoa and all the study you're doing here in Aotearoa How can the diaspora of Samoans help if there's any way we can assist in terms of um, of our family members in Samoa when it comes to the chronic kidney, um, you know, the sickness and disease? I mean, is there any part that we can play as a diaspora in all of this?
2: Uh, the the diaspora plays a huge part um, in all of this, and I, I think um, we we need to acknowledge our diaspora. We we in the islands, you know, we we exist on a lot of of what our diaspora uh, uh, contribute to us. So so they're a huge part of our our daily lives at home. Um, I think. One of the big things is um, when you look at the health systems. There's a better health system here, and it would be really good for our Pacific peoples here to engage with the the health systems and and try and um, develop their health literacy, as um, uh, Leituala referred to. You know the um, and and I and I see this as as a a health literacy as a as a positive in the sense that um, Pacific people are incredibly health literate but we're health literate to our values and beliefs and our system is a very different system to the western system but we now need to become health literate in our diaspora here by engaging more with the 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 health system learning more that we understand these diseases and then we're we're probably the best teachers to go back and, and share it to our community at home to have them understand it because it's it's still a little bit more difficult when you're actually living in the traditions of, of our values and beliefs at home so yeah I, I would just like to see more sharing more sharing and caring aren't we supposed to be kinder
1: yeah we are and the fact that we are now time poor in an island is amazing yeah. on its own uh dr malama tafunai and late Dr. and dr ben matalami a little for your time this morning and good day to you both
0: Thank you, lady. And for you,